ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. for you. Welcome wherever you're tuning in from. For the archive purposes, today is Tuesday, August 22nd, 2023. Again, welcome wherever you're tuning in from. And folks, we have a new way you can tune in. In addition to uh, listening live on MixLR or the website, we have a thing called IceCast server. So if you simply go to OmegaManRadio.com, you'll see a couple player options there. Help yourself. And um, with that, uh, we'll get started tonight. Uh, Sister Vells, would you like to, this morning rather, um, would you like to open us up with prayer? Yes, sir. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for this day. Father, Father, we thank you for everything that you're doing for your people. We come to you now, Father God, first of all, I want to say thank you. We thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing, all that you have done, all that you will do. And Father God, as we run these laps today, all the men and women of God that will give the word, I pray, Father, for your anointing, your presence. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you for Brother Shannon and his precious family. We ask that you bless them and be with them, Father God. Bind every evil edict of the enemy even now in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that even the uh, third eye of mediums are blinded, deaf and dumb. Every pe- uh, pe- peeping and muttering spirit is deafened and, and forbidden to operate in Jesus' name. And so, Father, we thank you for the power of God and the Spirit of God that will move and minister in the lives of your men servants and maid servants. And we thank you and we praise you for it all. Let your perfect, complete, and whole will be done, O oh God. And you have your way today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Folks, invite somebody. We're just getting started. And Dr. Vells, uh, you have all the time you want today. Over to you. Thank you, Brother Shannon. It is a it is such an honor and a blessing to be here. And I just want to greet every one of you and those that will tune in. We thank God for you today. And today, Brother Shannon, I'm going to talk about defeating the spirit of Python. Now, we know the spirit of divination, witchcraft, python comes to, um, if, if it can, wrap itself around people to keep them from moving, restricting, um, you know, binding, 
but Jesus came to set the captives free. So we're going to talk about this. And there's a scripture in uh, Acts. I'm going to begin with reading this scripture. Acts chapter 16, verses 16 through 18. It says, and it came to pass as we went to prayer. This was Paul. A certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee, in the name of Jesus Christ, to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. Now, we see here where this spirit was in this precious little girl, but it went to church every week. Every time they were in service, this spirit visited the church as well. These type of spirits will often infiltrate ministries, get into prayer groups, Intercessory prayer groups, churches for the purpose of operating, sometimes undercover, sometimes in a vicious manner. People may not understand or realize what's going on. But as we can see here, the scripture says that this 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 thing followed them day in and day out and crying out as if it sounded good with the words that was coming forth. But Paul was grieved. And so one day he had had enough. He turned to that spirit, rebuked it. It came out that very hour. And the spirit of Python, the purpose of it is to squeeze the life out of you. To remain until there is no life left and you no longer move. As I was uh, getting ready, even this morning, the Lord ministered to me and he gave me. He said, Deb, often this spirit will make one feel limp. Now, there's some other things I'm going to talk about in a little bit. If you're feeling limp, like you can't move, you may be under or being affected by a python spirit. These spirits come to attack ministries, to attack people's lives. But we know Jesus came to set the captive free. So we really want to kind of talk about this today because I believe that there may be someone that needs to be set free and God will do it. Now, God breathed in man the breath of life in Genesis. (coughs) I'm so sorry. In Genesis 2 and 7, God breathed in man the breath of life and he became a living soul. The Bible says that the thief comes not but for to steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus comes to give life and that more abundantly. That's John 10 and 10. Satan is after your breath. He attempts to extract the breath of the Holy Spirit, the anointing of God from your life. He desires to squeeze the Holy Spirit, the life of God, the penure out of our churches and even our personal lives. He comes in various ways to attack, to accuse all of these different things. We'll we'll talk more about it. Let me give you some signs that you may be under attack. Number one, a loss of spiritual desire. The goal of any spiritual attack is to turn you away 
from what God wants to do in your life. When you find that you're constantly under one attack after another, one attack after another, bombarded, you get over one thing and before you could breathe, there comes something else. Okay. And what it is, the enemy's trying to pull that spiritual desire out of you, get you off track where you're no longer praying regularly. You're reading the word, but it becomes, you know, uh, occasionally, just as an example, anything the enemy can try to do to get you off spiritually, okay, where you begin to lose that spiritual edge, okay, losing your spiritual desire, it doesn't happen overnight. Uh, it's slow. Python moves slow. These snakes, even literal snakes, move slow. They may study their prey before they attack it, okay, gradually squeezing, applying pressure. That will get you to stop. Distractions also will get you off target. And if you're not careful, you will become too busy. And before long, your spiritual desire for God can dry up. Number two, physical fatigue. Remember, the Lord gave me limp. And I could literally see like limp people, just limp, just can't move. Just so weak, you know, uh, where the body is weak. It allows things to get into your mind, your soul, that allow, uh, in, a, in other words, negativity to affect your spirit. Okay, Elijah experienced this after the encounter with Jezebel. Now, he did, you know, call fire down and, and kill all them prophets. But then he let that word from Jezebel get him to a point where he ran and he, he became limp after calling down fire, all this. And he knew. That God's hand was on his life. He knew that he had a track to run, an assignment from God. But yet, he found himself running, physically exhausted, and even asked God to take his life. Yes, he said, it's enough. I, I want to go. Well, he shouldn't have said that. You know, that was something that should not have been said. You can read about that in First Kings 19, verses 1 through 4. Another sign that you may be under attack. Lack attack. Sometimes it may be that things look like they're drying up, breaking down, all at the same time. Again, one thing after another, after another, after another. You know, uh, Brother Shannon, we've been in Blackwell now almost two years, and, and it's been a battle. I told someone just recently, yes, this, this region is very tough. I said, but I know what God has said. He's led us here. And we, one of the things about it, when God leads you somewhere, you, you better stay under that scent anointing. Don't jump out the boat just because things get rough, just because you have opposition, all of this. You have to uh, make sure that you know, that you know, that you know what God has said. Because one of the things, beloved, let me help you on this. Praise the Lord. Peace, the peace of God will keep you. Even when it looks like nothing is happening and nothing is going right. But God's peace will level you. God's peace will give you how to stand. And so it's very, very important to stay in the boat. Don't jump out. Don't, don't get on no current where you know you, you may drown. You stay right where God has put you. Okay. So, yes, lack of tech. Sometimes business dries up. Layoffs are announced. Car breaks down. Kids get sick all at the same time. But when you know you're where God wants you to be, he's going to he's going to help you weather the storm. You're going to come through it and you'll come out on the other side in a victorious way. So the enemy attacks in this manner to get you to take your eyes off God, 
to put your eyes on your money, put your eyes on the situation, put your eyes on whatever he can get you on and off of God. Okay. This is an attempt to get you to stop worshiping and, and, and to start worrying. And the Bible tells us don't worry. The Bible lets us know, hey, don't you have any anxiety, fear, intimidation about anything. You cast your care on God. You let God's peace come in. You stay with him. You stay in a place with God where he can still minister to you, do the things that he needs to do, all of this. If God wants to change something, he knows how to get you to that point. He knows exactly what to do. Hallelujah. Stay close to God no matter when you have and when you do not have. Paul said in all things, he said, I I have to be content. And Paul went through a lot of different things, but he found that contentment in God. And he knew that whatever state or situation he found himself in, he knew he was doing what God wanted. He had to be content and he walked in it. So Psalms 37, 25 says, I have been young. This is David. And now am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Joshua 1 and 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, my God. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Another sign that you may be under attack. Number four, a weak prayer life. When you are unable to watch and pray, it will weaken you. And when attack comes, you will have little strength to fight. Again, limp. Okay. Peter found himself under attack hours after being in the garden with Jesus. He denied the Lord. Temptation came. His flesh was weak. He went out cursing and swearing. And Jesus told him, you're going to deny me three times before before sunup. And that's exactly what happened. And he had went out, wept bitterly. He came, he came back. He got it right. He was converted. He was strengthened. And he went on to complete his race in the Lord. Prayer, beloved, is a discipline. It takes action on your part to pray. It takes faith and perseverance to pray when you do not feel like it. It is a, a, a strategy of Python is to squeeze prayer and Bible reading out of your daily life. Because there are things and nuggets that God wants to give you every day. You know, it's just like on the natural. When you go to lunch and you you eat a meal or whatever, it's because you need nourishment in your physical body. Well, beloved, we need nourishment in our spiritual bodies every day. Our spirit has to be built up. And so the word of God, worshiping, singing, praising the Lord, ministering to the Lord every day and allowing the Lord to visit with us is very, very key. We must take time to do that. The key to spiritual life is to inhale the word of God and exhale with prayer. Smith Wigglesworth learned this as he would read the word for 30 minutes and then he would pray. He made a habit of reading the word and praying. The Bible is the inspired word of God. Now, let me stop and say he would do that all throughout the day. This is the life he led and he lived because he knew that God was his necessary food and he needed God all throughout the day. Hallelujah. So the Bible is the inspired word of God. It is God breathed. 
when you read the Bible, you breathe in your spiritual life. When you pray, you exhale. God listens for his word. He moves according to his word. As you keep the word in your midst, the Lord will teach you how to pray and your prayers will be effective. Number five, feeling overwhelmed and hopeless. The word circumstance comes from two words, circum or encircle, and then stance or stand. You are standing encircled by what's going on. When circumstances feel overwhelming, everywhere you turn, there is another problem, another problem. a uh, problem, another problem, another situation, another thing going on, okay? It is as if there is no escape. Your problems line up as far as the eye can see and overwhelm you. As a result, you can feel easily overwhelmed and hopeless. As if you can't get out from where you are. That's an overwhelming feeling, Okay? The enemy attempts to do this to squeeze you by encircling, okay, making you feel you can't escape, okay, that you can't get away from it, you know, doomed. Now, this is how the enemy makes one feel when someone is about to be attacked and they see it and look like there's no way out. Oh, my goodness, what's going to happen? Lord, help me. You know, I've had dreams like that where the enemy's tried to uh, hit me in, in my sleep and all this stuff. I wake up fighting. I, I literally wake up, you know, with my, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. But God gives us how to fight. You must fight. You must war because you're a winner. Praise the Lord. The Bible tells us constantly to fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life. So do not allow the enemy to get you in a place where you want to give up. Okay. No stopping, no quitting, no giving up, okay? Do not quit and do not slow your roll. Remember this, beloved. God is on your side and he will see that you will walk in victory. Amen. We are children of the Most High God. Hallelujah. And no matter the attack, when you're under attack or you feel you're under attack, the Lord, he will walk you through. He knows exactly what to do. Number six. These are signs that you're under attack by a spirit of Python. We're talking about defeating the spirit of Python. Number six, old habits and uh, lifestyle resurfacing. This is where iniquities or old habits that pull on your soul to get you to fall back when things don't seem to be going your way. Many times people feel like, well, I'll just go back to what I'm familiar with. The Lord understands that I can get back to God. I, I, it'll be all right. That's a trick of the enemy. Okay, that's a, that's a bad trick of the enemy, okay? The temptation to fall back into smoking, drug use, alcohol, or other indulgences of the flesh. Okay, and this is what happens a lot of times when things happen to people and they can't see that the best thing they need to do is to stand, stay in there with God. Don't let it cause them to go awry. Okay, because when you go back into things, you get worse, and then and then God has to bring you out of it. If you can get back to that point of wanting to get out, you know, there's sometimes people fall into sin, they backslide, and they never get back to God. 
You know, I know testimonies where people backslid and the devil literally took them out, killed them. They're gone today. They're off the scene. They didn't make it back. So you never want to get to where, you know, you keep opening your life up to the enemy because of negative things happening, attacks happening, and then you backslide away from God. That's not the answer. Okay. Uh, Another sign that you're under attack is when you begin to desire your former lifestyle. The enemy may make you think it was better on the other side. And it's definitely not. When Moses led the people of Israel out of Egypt, every time they encountered hardship, they complained and they wanted to go back. They wanted to go back into slavery. They felt it was better back there. There's nothing back in your past that that is better. Okay. There's nothing about the world that's better. Okay. God brought them out in a miraculous way to even crossing the Red Sea. Prove to the people of God how much he loved them. How much the enemy, uh, how much he, he knew the enemy was going to be defeated. Pharaoh, the army, drowned. That path was not opened up for them. Many times the enemy will get on your trail. Well, when you do what God said, he'll, he'll see you over to the other side. But he'll make sure defeat comes to your enemy. Okay, and many times we, you know, what happens, people get in fear of the enemy, get in fear of people even that may be your enemy and you succumb. Don't succumb. You keep going with God. You keep pressing. You keep your eyes on the Lord. No matter who tries to beat you down, no matter who tries to talk about you, my God, no matter who tries to accuse, slander, gossip, you keep going on with the Lord. The Lord is on your side. God will fight for you. He knows exactly what to do. Okay? So, God proved to the people of Israel. He brought them over the Red Sea. Okay? And it was impossible for the enemy to follow. They got in the midst of that sea and they got confounded. They got confused. And they got stuck. And they drowned. Their lives were cut off because they went too far to try to touch God's people. And, and and you have to know that the Lord will cut it off. You keep going. My God. Someone may need this today. You need to keep going. Don't you look back at your enemy. Don't look back at what's going on. Don't look back at those situations. You keep your eyes on the Lord. You keep pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God. Because God will vindicate you. When he, if he's validated you, he will vindicate you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the Lord uh, wants to take you across your Red Sea, beloved, to deliverance and healing and victory. But you must be determined not to go back into Egypt. Do not go back. Do not look back. Do not slip back. There's nothing there for you. Glory to God. Number seven. Signs that you're under attack. Pulling away from godly relationships. When one is drawing close to the Lord, they also develop godly relationships. Uh, Maybe in fellowship, in in the church, and with the people, and all of this. Uh, They don't miss Bible study. Don't miss prayer in every service. They're staying around and in the fire. 
But when attacks come, that spirit of Python will try to get you to go back into the carnal realm, get you off, off, offline, if you will. When you're offline, you're not connected. When you're offline, you're not connected. Get you isolated. Get you thinking, oh, you can pray. You don't need them to pray for you. You can have your own little Bible study. You don't need that. You pull away. You can do your own thing. You know God. No, getting you isolated, getting you out from where you need to be. Okay. And then you begin to desire to be around friends or people that will appeal to your flesh rather than the spirit. All of a sudden, you don't want to hear the truth. Don't want to hear the right. Don't want to hear that. Okay. These are, these are signs that you're under attack. When you begin to pull away, you begin to, you unplug uh, the power source, if you will. And when you do that, you go offline. And when you go offline again, you're not connected. Okay. So listen, beloved, I want to tell you that the Lord wants to help us. The Lord is there for you. Some of the other spirits dealing even with witchcraft and divination. Number one is rebellion. Okay. Uh, divination is seated in rebellion. Rebellious people open themselves up for witchcraft. When you're disobedient, when you do not adhere to sound correction, sound instruction. There's sometimes people don't want to be corrected. They don't want folk telling them the truth or what to do. They don't want to change their lives. They want to keep going. Well, you're opening yourself up to rebellion, which also opens you up to witchcraft. Okay. Now, some in witchcraft, divination is... Um, uh, let me give you the, the definition of, di of divination, just as, a, as an example here. It's the art or practice of foretelling events or discovering occult knowledge by means of supernatural powers and the interpretation of omens and oracles. The young lady in the book of Acts, she uh, really divined for her masters and uh, was, was a soothsayer. Uh, and, and brought money in because she would give prophecies or whatever the case may be and brought money in to her masters. But once that spirit was cut off and once that spirit was cast out of her life, she could no more see, she could no more talk, she could no more hear in the spirit realm in that way, in the demonic realm. So there are people that are open to the demonic and you may think that they're speaking by God and they're speaking by familiar spirits. They'll say enough to make it look like God said. But when you look at folks, uh, you look at people's lives, look at the fruit that's coming out of them. That's going to tell you whether or not they're really walking with God or not. And many people, especially that's under um, the um, control of a witchcraft spirit, the fruit, the fruit that's coming out of their lives. Is it confusion continually? Is it mess, junk? Come on. There's no fruit. Your fruit should remain. There should be stable fruit in your life if you're living right for God. And if you're not, you're going to know it. Okay? You will know it. Thank you, Lord. Let me read uh, Deuteronomy 18 and 10 says, There shall not be found among anyone one that maketh his son or daughter pass through the fire or that useth divination or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch. And I'll put warlock as well. God doesn't want these spirits operating in our midst. 
And when he um, shows us that, we have to all be careful, amen, that we stay in the vein of the Holy Spirit. We're not here to control. We're not here to manipulate or dominate anyone or use slick words, you know, all of these things. Okay, we have to be careful. Glory to God. Another thing in dealing with witchcraft is necromancy, communicating with the dead. Don't communicate with the dead. Don't communicate with people that are dead. Come on here. Dead in the spirit and not alive to God. Be careful who you listen to. Be careful. Amen. Everybody that even saying they're a man or woman of God, they may not be. And when you uh, don't see the fruit or you've not really checked them out. Okay. We've been fooled by this before. Not checking people out properly to really see, wait a minute, what kind of background do they really have? Where's the references where, you know, the Lord even brought that to my attention through a precious heart. I thank God. Amen. So we have to be careful. Amen. Because you don't know what they're flowing out of until things come out and you see fruit that ain't fruit. Amen. You see the real them coming out. So Isaiah eight nineteen says, and when they shall say unto you, seek unto them that have familiar spirits. Unto wizards that peep and that mutter, should not a people seek unto their God for the living to the dead? We're not to seek out, you know, people that have familiar spirits, all of these things. And when you see this stuff, even in church, be careful. Be careful because you're going to know if someone's walking in the spirit or not. And if they're not, shut it down. Shut it down right away. Okay? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, there's one other example I want to give, and then I'm going to go on here uh, to the, the, the next portion. Acts 8, 9 through 11, it says, but there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the city, the same city, he used sorcery, bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying this man is the great power of God. And to him they had regard. Because that of a long time, he bewitched them with sorceries. Now, this took place until God sent Philip down there to preach the gospel. And this is why, thank you, Holy Ghost, God will send us into regions that are dark, where people, yes, vicious witchcraft going on. If it's no more than to say there's a light there, there's a beacon there. Oh, my God, to give people a chance to get right with God. Sometimes we may not realize why God sets us in a place. I've, I've said that, too. But the light in you could be preventing judgment from taking place. We never know. Hallelujah. And this is why we have to say, God, OK, give me strength. Give me wisdom. Now, Lord, if you want to do something else, I'm open for that. Come on. Amen. Praise the Lord. But wherever you are, if you are assigned there, you have an anointing. There's a sin anointing there. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. God will protect you. God will keep you. The enemy will not take you out no matter what. Glory to God. So it's important that we stand. Beloved, stand. Hallelujah. And when you've done all, you keep on standing in the mighty name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Now, how do we break a python attack? Number one, do not forget who made you. Don't forget who made you. Remember, God created you in his image after his likeness. He has a special plan for your life. God designed you to weather storms. Oh, yes, there's a lot built in us that we don't realize is there. 
Hallelujah. God put stamina in us. He knows how to do it. Glory be to God. He designed you to be weatherproof. God cares for you and he wants you to succeed. So Psalm 92 and 12 says the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. Thank you, Holy Ghost. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. That palm tree has deep roots. Glory to God. They go way down. And every time a storm hits the palm tree, that palm tree may, oh my God, look like it's going to break into. Have you ever felt like you were going to break into? But when the storm is over, the palm tree is standing. God will put in you what you need to stand, to go through, to make it. Hallelujah. Keep standing. You will not break. Many times things have come our way to look like I'm on a break. But if your roots are deep in God, you're deeply rooted in him. When the dust is settled, when the storm is over, you will be standing. How to break a python attack number two. Do not forsake the time and place of prayer. The time and place of prayer is vital to you continuing to grow in the Lord. Prayer should not be determined by how things are going in your life. No matter what takes place on a daily basis, the time and place of prayer should be occupied. Consistent prayer has been a constant in my life, beloved. Because without prayer, without being able to talk to God, without being able to visit with him, I don't know. I know I could not make it. But I'm telling you, the spirit of God will keep you. God is with you. And someone may need to know that right now. You may be really, really going through some things and really, really dark may look like it. Praise the Lord. But God is with you. Do not forsake the time and place of prayer. Consistent prayer, again, has been a constant in my life. And I know that is one that is one reason, beloved, that I've been able to press through when things uh, were hard, difficult. All kinds of things happen at the same time. Just, just a month or so ago, a couple months ago even, we were hit. Praise the Lord. But the peace of God was there. God's love wrapped around. Let me know everything's going to be all right. Brother Shannon, I think it was Memorial right there after Memorial. And I was on that Tuesday morning, didn't realize that my lungs were full of blood clots. And I was preaching that moment, that morning. Glory to God. But God, he kept me through that. Weathered that storm. Hallelujah. And we came through that. Praise the Lord. And I'm still here. I'm standing because of Jesus. I'm standing because I was doing what God wanted me to do. Vicious attack out of nowhere. Look like. But God will take you through. Glory be to God. And I am grateful for life, health, and strength. I'm grateful to God. Hallelujah. But my prayer life 
constant with God. Even as I was in that hospital laying on that bed, the peace of God was right there. And I knew the presence of God was right there. And I knew that everything was going to be all right. And you may be going through something right now, beloved, look like, how can I make it? You stay with God. You weather the storm. Do not forsake your time and your place of prayer. Hallelujah. God will meet with you and he will not disappoint you because God is faithful. Hallelujah. Number three, do not forsake the place of power. Do not allow anything to pull you away from from ministry, from church. Don't unplug the, the, the cord to the power source, which is the Holy Ghost. Keep that plug in there. Glory to God. Psalm chapter 20, verses 1 and 2 says, May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the, may the name of God defend you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and strengthen you out of Zion. Zion represents God's church, the people of God. He wants to strengthen us. And this is why uh, fellowshipping is so important and being connected is so important. Okay. Stay in fellowship. The enemy will give you 10 reasons to stay home. Many people disconnect. They feel that they can self-medicate themselves, if you will, even on a spiritual bank. But you can't. Come on here. You need help. Praise the Lord. And this is why we must fellowship and stay in a good fellowship with the Lord and and with one another. Okay. Get up. Get to the house of God. Amen. Strive to be like a tree planted, not a tumbleweed. A tumbleweed blows over and tumbleweed looks pretty dry. You don't want to be a tumbleweed. You're blowing here, blowing there. Okay? Every wind, you're blowing. No, tumbleweed, tumbleweeds are not stable. There's no, no substance in a tumbleweed. There's no life in a tumbleweed. Come on here. Glory to God. Needs much nourishment. You don't want to be a tumbleweed. You'll be fruitless. There's no fruit on a tumbleweed. Glory to God. I've seen tumbleweeds as I was driving, you know. Run right across the road. Amen. They're dry. No life. You don't want to be a tumbleweed. Glory to God. Psalm 92, 13 and 14 says, Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. Glory to God. Okay. Number four. Do not forsake the power of partnership. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 2, the Bible says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Now for couples, men and women of God, you have each other, you strengthen each other. Singles, you're not alone, God is with you. He also puts people around you to encourage you, so there's no excuse. Amen. There's no excuse. Come on. God will send words to you to help you. Amen. You stay in fellowship. You're going to stay encouraged. You're going to stay built up. You keep your eyes on the Lord. Hallelujah. The enemy's plan is to divide and conquer. If he can get you to stand alone without help, he will then continue to squeeze the life out of you. You must use wisdom in choosing the right relationships. Okay. The right relationships will cultivate you. The right relationships will help you. The right relationships will keep you accountable. Amen. And you want to stay accountable because when you're not accountable, okay, 
The enemy's able to use that. And there are people that feel they don't need to be accountable to anyone. We, we must be accountable. All right. So the Bible says in Proverbs 27, 17, iron sharpeneth iron. So a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Okay. Do not support dysfunctional, draining relationships. It is good to be around those who have lived longer and done more than you. You can glean from their experience, including their mistakes. Okay. When going through an attack, you do not need deadbeat friends who want to drag you down further. You need to be around spiritual giants who have fought the good fight of faith and are still standing. Very, very key. Very important. You don't want to be around deadbeat people. Hallelujah. Number five, do not disconnect from pastoral protection. God has given pastors the responsibility of feeding and protecting the flock. If you're in a good fellowship and you know that you're getting spiritually what you need, don't disconnect when things go awry. Stay connected. That pastor's going to know. Amen. True leaders will know when sheep are going through things and the Lord will show. No, we don't know everything, but we know how to pray. Come on. When you stay connected to God, we got to know how to pray. So uh, Hebrews thirteen seventeen says, Obey them that have the rule over you. Submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls. Now that obey means to respect. We're not to dominate, manipulate, or control. Okay? But good leaders will impart into you. Good leaders will tell you the truth. Good leaders will help you. Okay? They watch for your soul so that they must give an account, that they may do it with joy, not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Shepherds can see the wolves coming, even if you don't know you're under attack. Often, leaders will attempt to pull the sheep close to prevent them from being attacked, but often they refuse. They refuse warning. And go on and do their own thing, only to be attacked by the wolf. Do not wait until you're being torn asunder to seek help. Sometimes that's a little bit too late. Now you can, but I wouldn't wait that long. Stay submitted to authority. Stay submissive. Trust the leaders that you're under. If you find that you're having trouble doing this, make sure you are where you should be, doing what you should be doing. Come on. Okay, glory to God. Beloved, God wants you free. If you are under an attack today and it is squeezing the life out of you, Jesus has come to give you new life and new hope. You may be connected to things, even people, and God is saying disconnect, then disconnect. Do what the Lord tells you to do. Hallelujah. If it's unhealthy and it's not profitable, that's a whole different situation. So this spirit, this strong spirit that squeezes, comes to squeeze the life out. But Jesus wants you free, wants you whole. Hallelujah. I truly thank God for this word today. Uh, I can say that that the spirit of witchcraft has come to attack in our ministry time and again. And I'm thankful that the Lord gives wisdom. 
I'm thankful that God has helped us and is helping. I'm going to tell you something. If you have this type of spirit in your midst and you do not deal with it, it could ruin your ministry. The enemy will try to use this to abort the work of God, to sabotage the work of God. And you may not realize it because the people you may be um, serving, you, you know, you're praying for them and you see what God wants to do. But when you see rebellion and it is standing up right in your face, come on now and not submitting to God, you must take action. Do not be the type of leader where you turn into an Ahab and you just let everything go. Praise the Lord, especially when God gives warning. You must listen and obey God. Hallelujah. It's always best. To obey the Lord. Leaders, do not be afraid to correct. Do not be afraid to bring correction. Do not be afraid to bring rebuke. You must obey God. You do it in love. Yes. I have dealt with people that were so rebellious, did not want to be corrected. Okay. Bringing accusation, false accusation. Come on. Amen. Saying we're harsh, mean all these things, I'm telling you, I'm sharing this with you because some of you may be dealing with this. You're dealing with people that some may ne never have been corrected on things. And so if you're dealing with people like that, you're going to have a hard time. And if they don't want to be corrected, they're going to turn on you. They'll turn the tables. They'll look for flaws in you and flaws in other people. Point the finger. That's what the enemy does. He'll point the finger. So if you're under this type of attack, beloved, the Lord wants to help you. I just, just wanted to share that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God will, will keep you. He knows exactly what to do. God is a keeper. We're going to pray in just a minute, but just wanted to share that. And don't be, don't be ashamed, leaders, because you're going through this. Don't be ashamed. Trust God. He will help you. And he will send people to help you. Pastors that are going through such hard things and seem like every time you get going, the enemy will bring something else or people come in. And before you know it, your Bible studies is split up again. Your prayer, your prayer ministry is split up and you got to put it back together. People leave. They're ripping things out of your work, out of your ministry. And you're you're trying to keep level. You're doing all you can to obey God and the enemy keeps coming in. There may be an infiltration of a witch there, a warlock there, witchcraft spirits, familiar spirits, and you have to take a look at it, find out what's going on and deal with it. Deal with it. Deal with it. Don't let things go. Hallelujah. Don't let things slip by. Praise the Lord. You're dealing with one person, two people, three people, and they're causing trouble. And here you have sheep that want God. You have sheep that's hungry. But then you've got these on the other hand that keep causing confusion, keep, you know, all kind of mess going on. You got to look at that. Deal with it. Glory to God. And, and let God give you wisdom how to handle and what to do. And if it's time to cut off, then you cut off in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't let the enemy infiltrate anymore. Do not let him do it. You take your stand. And God has given you a vision for that work, that ministry. You stand up and you let God, hallelujah, lead God and direct. Pull your prayer team together. Pull your leadership together. Close the breaches. Hallelujah. 
and you pray. If you've been severely affected by this, sometimes you need to have someone come in and pray. You need the presbytery to come in and pray for you. Amen. Pray deliverance and pray healing because whenever you go through a deep hurt, you go through things, the church gets crippled. Maybe there's a split that comes in. I don't know why I'm saying all this, but God knows why. Praise the Lord. Then the Lord has to come in and bring healing and let you know, yes, you can go on. You pick up and you go on. Hallelujah. You do not let the enemy bombard and steal. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even with word curses and wicked words and people saying they'll never be nothing. Glory to God. And maybe the enemies tried to say that your ministry ain't going nowhere. You ain't doing nothing. You got a poverty mentality. You got a poverty spirit. Come on here. Glory to God. You rebuke the devil. You get those things out of your ministry. Glory to God. Every word curse. You get it out of there in the mighty name of Jesus. And you say, no, Lord, I thank you for what you done. Hallelujah. Thank you for what you're doing and stand up. Glory to God. So Father, I thank you today for your word. I thank you for your precious men and women of God. And Lord God, we come right now in Jesus name. We bind every wicked vice of the enemy that's coming against the, against the people of God. We come against the Python spirit, the spirit that was squeezed the very life out of the people of God in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you right now for your word. I ask that you minister, oh God, to each and every one, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord God, if anyone has opened the door to a cult, to any type of activity that's not of you, we ask for forgiveness. We ask God that they, you will convict them, that they will ask forgiveness in the mighty name of Jesus. So Father, your word declares that whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. So we, we bind the activity of the demonic. We bind the activity of divination, witchcraft, familiar spirits, python squeezing in Jesus name. And Father God, we thank you now. Hallelujah for your word. We thank you, Lord God, that even though the storms have come, but God, you are in the midst of the storm. Jesus, you literally walked on the storm to get to the disciples. My God. And so, Lord, your men servants and maid servants are in the midst of the storm. And I ask you, Jesus, thank you, Holy Ghost to go to them right now. You go to the north, to the south, to the east and the west and you touch right now, Father God, in the name of Jesus where finances have been, oh God, restricted. Oh my God, hallelujah. Look like the enemy. Oh my God, it's just restricted the people from even giving in so that the work of God can go forth. I bind that spirit now in the mighty name of Jesus and we lose finances over the works of God, over the people of God. We thank you, Father, God for your word today. We thank you right now. Hallelujah. That you're binding all traces of divination, witchcraft, familiar spirit activity that's operated over the people of God in the name of Jesus. We come against all word curses. We take authority over them now. We bind every vicious spirit. Spirits of black magic, white magic, character assassination. Oh God, controlling spirits, manipulating spirits, dominating spirits. We bind now in in Jesus name. We bind deprivation of character right now in 
Jesus name all interference interceptions infiltrations we bind now in the name of Jesus name in the name of Jesus we bind misunderstandings right now taking the word out of context my God pervertedness in Jesus name we bind even spirits of error and seduction right now in Jesus name we bind even superstitious spirits victimization spirits in Jesus name we bind ill spoken words and all malice in the mighty name of Jesus thank you father and I pray for the families that have been affected by witchcraft, that have been affected by warlocking spirits, that have been affected by the python spirit. In Jesus' name, we ask that you touch the families, the children right now, my God of leaders, in the name of Jesus. We pray encouragement to them now, in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. Oh God, and I loose the Spirit of God to operate in their lives, bring wholeness, healing, and deliverance, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for total and complete freedom from all residue of operations of witchcraft, divination, python spirits in the name of Jesus. We thank you for freedom from word curses, spoken curses, Father God, meant to do harm in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask you to heal your people from all that is caused wounds and afflictions in Jesus name. Oh, my God, forgive us, oh God, for walking into controlling this and all of these things. Lord, allowing these controlling spirits to operate. We ask forgiveness right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh God, we thank you now that our eyes are open. Hallelujah. Open to you, Father God. Sensitive to you, Father God, that we will do what you want us to do. Walk the way you want us to walk in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We loose the spirit of God to go forth in the lives of your men servants and maid servants now. Renew them, Father God. Renew them right now. Bring healing right now. Bring wholeness right now in the name of Jesus. So we bind all Jezebelic spirits and we pray God that you flush the people of God out in Jesus name. We bind Ahab spirits now in Jesus name. Oh God and we thank you for your word that we will walk in it. We will obey it God without reservation or fear in Jesus name. And we thank you Lord that your perfect complete and whole will will be done in the lives of your men servants and maid servants in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you and we praise you now for victory. Thank you for wholeness and healing. Bring healing, Lord God. Total healing in the bodies. We even bind the spirit of infirmity. We bind all sicknesses now in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you now for the life of God. We thank you, God, for refreshing. We thank you for refilling in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you for your word. Oh, God, let your word continue to go forth. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you for it all. Hey, Mashanda Baha. In Jesus' name, we pray. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you today. We thank God for the anointing and the presence of God. Let God move in your life. Let Him do what only he can do in your life, beloved. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, Jesus. I love you all. God bless you. God bless you, Brother Shannon. Dr. Bills, that was an awesome broadcast today. 
Folks, I want to encourage you to share this with everybody you can. And please um, invite people to tune in to the live shows as well. We've got two ways that you can tune in live now, MixLR and IceCast. And you can just direct them over to OmegaManRadio.com. Dr. Vils, thank you for coming on. And before we close, tell people, how can they reach you and how can they support your ministry? Thank you. Please go to setfreeoutreachministries.org if you want to um, support our work. Setfreeoutreachministries.org. We have a donate button there. We also have Cash App, Vimno, Zelly. And if you want any of those uh, venues, you can email us at setfreeblackwell at gmail.com. We'll be glad to send that information to you. We will eventually have it posted on our website and, and things. And so uh, we thank God for you. And if anyone wants prayer, you can also contact us again, setfreeblackwell at gmail.com. Or you can call us at 479-567-3043. That's our ministry number. We thank God for each and every one of you. And Brother Shannon, I really do appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much.